What's the game-changing realization that helped you build a high-performing team? That question is at the center of every episode of the HR Impact Show. Every HR professional wants to build a team that has empowered managers, engaged employees, and an organization that's striving to become elite. The challenge is that you're often told to do more with less. We're gonna fix that. Every week, we will feature executive and senior HR leaders from across the country, and they will share with us their actionable insights and best practices that can help empower you to create an engaged elite workforce. Here's the show. How do you build a culture of feedback and grow elite team? I'm CT at Engage Rocket, and to help us answer the question today is Sandy Ortez. Sandy is the head of people and talent at Lunchbox, and it's such a pleasure to have you on the show today. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk about this. It's something I'm pretty passionate about. Wonderful. For those of the listeners who don't know, what is it that Lunchbox.io Lunchbox is an all-in-one enterprise online ordering platform for restaurants. So if you can imagine anytime you want to go to one of your favorite restaurants and place an order, you would use our technology to do so. We're focused in that mid-market and enterprise space. It's growing, it's scaling, we're doing some pretty amazing things. And so our company also, with being an all-in-one ordering platform, it's not just about that, but it's also about the restaurant's being able to utilize their data. So understanding your customer base, being able to take control of the marketing, that's what we allow our customers to do. And there's so much more, but in a nutshell, that's us. Perfect. And you're the head of people and talent. What what is the scope of your responsibilities within this organization? So it's a little bit of everything. Uh, I am in the startup space and if you said, hey, Sandy, what are you in charge of? What What is your department doing for the company? It is all about ensuring people understand what their roles are. They understand what we're working and driving toward together. It's just making sure that we create the space where everybody's excited and we're all working toward the same goal. So it's everything HR, but it's a little bit more personal for me because we are also putting focus on the employee journey. So what is their journey from start to however long that they're here? How do they grow within the company? And how do we make it fun? Yeah, a startup environment, fully remote, and how to make it fun. You've got a tough job. That's the fun part, CT. It's the fun part. It's the opposite of fun time right now for many startups with the, the macro environment as it is. Um, and not just startups. I think many organizations right now are, are feeling the, the challenge of higher interest rates, inflation, tight labor market all combining. And one of the first things leaders want to do is say, all right, let's look at our existing workforce. How are they performing? Do we actually have an elite team? That whole topic of performance management and feedback, this really is forefront on the, the minds of many leaders today. I understand that within lunchbox.io, you guys have been working towards transcending out of that once, twice yearly kind of performance reviews into something a little bit different. Yes. When I bring up performance reviews, it oftentimes gives people a lot of anxiety. There are some past ideas about it where it's like, oh, I'm going to find out all the bad things. Instead here, yes, we do it twice a year at this point in the summertime and then in the winter. We take a little bit of a different approach. So we're trying new things. We're not saying that this is exactly how it's going to be done every single year, but instead we're starting to integrate some other touch points. So for me, it's giving real-time feedback and resetting goals on a regular basis so that when we come time to go through an actual performance evaluation, nothing is a surprise at that point. This really should be a conversation of what has gone 
really well? And what should I be working on from here going forward? It should be a reset period. The way that we have integrated additional touch points are my team and I, we are checking in with employees once a quarter. I have a team of three. It's one person in people ops and another in talent. We have different touches. In talent, we're going to start from the get-go. That person understands what they're responsible for and how to be successful from the beginning. Second is we're doing the 30, 60, 90 check-ins at 30 days. Hey, how are things going? Do you feel like you're set up for success? Is there anything you wish you would have known within the first couple of weeks that came as a surprise? And we just keep going so that we understand if there is something lacking, maybe it's an access to tools, right? Because when we go through this and we're we're tracking the employee journey, we want to make sure that we never come back to this moment of performance reviews where people are saying to themselves, I never knew that I was responsible for doing that. It's all about how they onboard. It's about setting expectations in that first 30, 60, 90 days. It's the high touch. So managers have a cadence with them. People operations has a cadence with them. And so when we get to that performance review season, there should not be a question as to what the responsibilities are and why goals are not being achieved. It's a different process that we're taking. We're finding out more data earlier on to help tweak their pathway so that they can continue to be successful. That's a great way to think about it, because normally uh, if they're surprised during the performance review or even worse, you you land up on a pit. These typically are too late. Like you, you've lost two, three quarters, four quarters sometimes of potentially good performance just because you didn't step in early enough. You guys are working very hard in, in the people team to do all of these check-ins 30, 60, 90 days. Do you feel like some of this responsibility should be on the managers instead? So we do a check-in with the employee, but we also do it with the manager as well, because we might be hearing one story from the employee and something very different than the manager. And that allows us uh, space. Let's say I have feedback from the employee that would be valuable for the manager. Maybe they missed something during the onboarding process and I need to let them know that. Maybe they're not discovering quickly enough how to best communicate with each other. Maybe that was a new manager and doesn't understand the communication differences with employees. So we're discovering this much sooner so that we can take feedback live and give it to them. The goal really is to create this seamless onboarding and so that people are successful and they're never caught off guard. So this is really helping us now. Are we perfect at it? No, not yet, but we're working on this path and trying to make sure that we stay consistent because when we are, we do notice a difference in that employee journey. If anything, it allows us to help build that manager as well and build the employee as well, and then also bring that relationship together. Well, there's so much to unpack there because there's this trio of feedback that's, that needs to happen between managers, the employees, and the people team. And if you keep that communication tight, actually, you get a pretty good results. How do you organize this effort? And that's the first hurdle I can think of for organizations thinking of how do we implement something like this? How do you even stay on top of all these conversations? One, it starts with a, a great HRS system, just to be able to track when people come on board and we create checklists as well. So for instance, a new hire comes on board, we use Bamboo HR and at 30, 60 and 90 days, we get a, an alert, reminds us, hey, it's time to check in with this person. Now to keep the data all in one place, it's actually quite simple for us. We keep it 
in a Google Sheet. I know that this is crazy. I know not many people want to be in Sheets all day, every day, but you know what? We can do a quick control find if we're, we remember that somebody has said something. It's all in one place. It is protected within our environment, within HR. But we do also add this to the employee uh, notes section of Bamboo HR as well. So it's double work. We are able to manage it because our team is at a headcount that's under 150. So really grateful that we have the space to be able to do this. It's not feasible for many other companies that maybe have more. So it's just maximizing the talent on my team and maximizing our time, making sure that we prioritize this time with the managers and the employees. Wow, it's been a great conversation so far. Make sure you join the HR Impact community where we gather a community of HR leaders just like you. This is a space where top people leaders share actionable insights and practical playbooks. Sign up today as a member for the community. Get updates on the latest HR resources and exclusive event invites. You can join the community at www.engagerocket.co slash HR impact. And now back to the show. I think one of the other things that I was thinking about was I have all these conversations. I, I need to structure them somehow because otherwise it's going to be very difficult to even remember what people are saying and, and cross-reference them over different conversations. Is there a particular structure or like set of questions that you use or like a way of having these conversations? They are structured questions and many of them are the same questions. Oftentimes they end up being organic conversations for us. So sometimes it's as simple as, how are you doing? You're now 60 days into the organization. What's working well? Where do you need more assistance? And how can we help bring something over the line for you? So oftentimes when you start with really basic questions, you're, you allow this open space for that employee to share anything and everything that would be important. So it's one creating that safe space. So through these check-ins, we're already building on a relationship together. And so over time, you start to learn to trust each other and open up. Now, we're always going to say you can share whatever you feel most comfortable with, but the more open they are with us, the better off we can create that journey or fix something along the way or provide guidance to someone else on a team if there's a conflict. Um, but without that trusted space, you're not going to get the information that you really need. That's great. How do you find that employees take to this? Because it, may, it really depends on the level of trust they have with HR. And for some reason, there's this lack of trust with HR. If I'm going to say this, I'm new to the organization, I'm saying this to HR, what if they tell my boss, right? Yes, trust takes time. It does. And uh, being authentic in your conversations means everything. So if you are a very rigid person asking very specific questions and it's just more about let me get data out of you, you're not going to get the, the quality of information back. For us, I, I we take a different approach on our team. Yes, we care. Yes, we still protect the company, but the goal is to create a path together. So if they can't be open with us, we can't help change anything. And so typically that conversation is, hey, I may not be able to answer or give you the best direction, but if I can't answer or help you, I will find somebody that can help me. But in addition, you're right. Being in HR, not everybody wants to share everything with you. Maybe they want, they have an, a complaint about their manager. And so what I assure them is during the conversation is, hey, I, I can tell you want to say something. I'm sure that you're nervous. So I either have my friendship hat on or have my HR hat on. And either way, I'm here to guide you. Of course, they, they know that there's something that actually impacts the company. To some extent, I may have to uh, dive into an issue uh, much deeper and do some investigation. But what I do is I give them examples. Hey, you know what? I've had employees complain about their managers. So what I can do is tell me what needs to change and I can provide that feedback 
as open feedback to that person to allow them that space to uh, think that through and make the changes that they need. And sometimes it's behavioral. Maybe it's a manager that's cut off their employees a lot during meetings. So oftentimes I'll say, hey, I meet with employees on a regular basis. Throughout the last two quarters, some feedback that was given to me about you is that during your team meetings, you tend to cut them off or talk over them. I just want to give you that feedback so that you might become aware of that. You might not be. And it's just better received that way. I didn't have to tell them who specifically said that. I just let them know that the feedback was given. That's such a powerful positioning for HR. You're coming in as HR and you're providing that, that openness, that, that transparency that they might not have gotten sometimes uh, for whatever reason. Obviously, if they have and, and their teams are great, then, then, then fantastic. How about the managers? How do they respond this. I've had a variety of reactions. So if we're talking about how do they respond to feedback, I've had some who go, huh, I didn't realize I was doing that. Or, oh, I didn't realize they didn't have access to this tool. I'll make sure I add this to my checklist. I've had others who, you know, I've had employees say, I don't get enough one-to-one -one time with my manager. So I'm coaching in two directions. I'm saying, okay, employee, your job is to let your manager know you should feel open enough to say, hey, I need more time with you and be able to schedule that, but additionally be able to go to the manager. Maybe they're a new manager and they're able to go, oh, I didn't think how I didn't think about how important that was. And then I can sit there and remind them, you don't need to do this every single day or every single week, but try it once a week for now. See how that cadence works for you. I've had the opposite too. I, I won't lie where I've given feedback and it's taken very personal. And I think a strength of mine is delivering tough feedback. Um, in a way that's empathetic. So I oftentimes I'll just remind them, hey, I know this feedback can be hard, but I'm only letting you do this because there's room for growth there and you can take it however way you want. But this is something that I think you should probably focus on and work on. And do you find this easier, harder, or actually the same working on all of this in a remote setting? It really depends on what type of feedback I'm giving. Being in person is always a little bit more nerve wracking. I've had to do that in the past because it's so live and real and you're in person, that's a different, it is a different feeling and it's received very differently. I think that can also feel very personal because you're in somebody's actual space, right? I feel like I've been able to master just being in this remote environment, creating the space, making sure I'm not distracted. So it, it really is situational. I think feedback in general, especially if you're giving somebody tough feedback is hard, no matter what. I think it's just understanding the person you're delivering it to, knowing how to communicate with them hopefully having a relationship with them so that it's the impact is positive. You never want a situation where there's retaliation. Maybe they can zero in on who gave that feedback. So I always try to do my best to prevent that if possible. Yeah, no, that makes sense. We started this conversation thinking about the, the macro headwinds that companies may be facing today and, and that increased attention on performance and performance management. This whole process of tightening that feedback loop, creating that safe space, setting expectations, um, they all make a lot of sense to me. Do you find that's enough when communicating the value of this process to leadership? It, it is mixed because there are some people that just hear performance management and they shut down. Oh, I don't want to deal with this. This is paperwork. But what I'm able to do is give data. So my check-ins. What I do is I can break that down by departments and say, over the last two quarters, these are things that have been brought to my attention. This is what's working really well. So you should address that with your team and with your individual contributors. Uh, this is where I'm being told it's not going very well. 
And this is what's going to impact the, su the success of your department. And so if somebody's open and willing to listen to that from me, it's better. But this is an ongoing conversation. It will never stop. I don't know if I will ever get people excited for performance management. I will tell you up until the last day of this last performance review season, I, I had to ping people on, on a daily basis. Hey, we've got to complete this. And it's because they don't understand the impact. And for us, the impact is we want to get to a place where this isn't about what you've done wrong. It truly is about let's recap the greatness that's happened and then let's reset ourselves because oftentimes in the fast-paced world especially with startup you can lose sight of what's really important what your goals are so at the very least doing that once or twice a year is detrimental and it's also a place we haven't talked about this where you can recognize the top performers this is a time when managers can sit back and go who do i have how well are they doing and do i have an opportunity to help bring somebody up in the company. So it, it just gives us that extra space and required space to, to really think on that. Yeah, that makes sense because I, it's so much easier for leaders and managers to focus on mistakes. How do you find the impact on the actual performance review? What's the impact on the performance review process? Yeah, so I, I can't say that I've been in a situation yet where we've reached that point. The changes that I have seen are when we talk about the performance review season coming up, I actually have more people raising hands to say, I really would like my manager to do one for me. Maybe we missed it the first round. Maybe it's a leader. So the leaders this year, I pushed it a bit more. Did we get 100% participation? No, but we came much further than we did the last time around. I think it's about progress. And as long as we're focusing on that and we're doing things in the right way, and there's actual impact. You can't really come back and say that this is there's there isn't any good happening right now yeah and and it's, it's really not about perfection in many of these things right it, it's about having the right approach so sandy we've spoken a lot about the performance feedback process and almost like group coaching you know, the way that this is set up and i can't believe that we're at, at time already i feel like we've just gotten started in this conversation yeah. how do you break everything that we've set down because it, it is quite a lot and, and how would you recommend other people leaders <laughs> When they hear this episode and say, hey, I really want to do what Sandy does, but how do I get started? First step is getting started. Start having conversations with your employees. Find a cadence that works for you. Maybe it's not every quarter like myself and my team. Maybe it's once every other quarter. It's still important. Maybe you're a bigger organization. You're thinking to yourself, Sandy, you're crazy. I have 5,000 employees. I can't do this. I understand that. So find ways to gather the feedback, whether that's through some type of a an ENPS or an employee survey, something along those lines, find a way to find data within a group so that you can go back to whoever leads and say, this is what's going well and what isn't. And try to stick to that for a little bit. If, if you feel like you didn't get much out of it that first round, try something new. So the first time I did this, we did it in a very uh, different way. It's really hard to go back on, on what happened there, but I didn't feel like we got much of what we needed to truly make an impact with the data. So switch this around, invested in a HRIS system that allowed me to gather data and track it, came up with a plan with my team. Okay, great. We're going to divide and conquer. I'll take all managers and leaders, help me with the rest of the organization. We're going to meet with them. These are the questions we're going to ask. And then we drive that forward. And then we started building on it. Now it's the 30, 60 and, and 90 day check-ins. We integrate that into our data so that when we, when it comes time to performance, I can look back and say, here are the people on your team. Here's the feedback from the last, let's say, two quarters, because we do it twice a year. Um, you may want to touch base, make sure that they're aligned, make sure this isn't a problem anymore. 
Are you still doing this that's being mentioned in this data? Start, give it a try. You may have to try new things, but you, you'll find what works for you through the feedback that you get. That's awesome, Sandy. And I think there's so much more that the listeners are going to have popping through their minds right now. If they wanted to find out or engage you in a conversation about that, what's the best way for them to do it? You can uh, connect with me on LinkedIn or you can send an email to me. So I, I work for Lunchbox Technologies. My email is s-o-r-t-e-z at lunchbox.io. Feel free to send me a message. And I love to partner, just thinking partners out there, right? Maybe there's something you haven't tried and you run that by me, or maybe you need some type of a template of what we're using. I'm so happy to share those resources. Wonderful, Sandy. Thanks so much for hanging with us today. I enjoy yeah. this conversation. This has been wonderful. Hopefully we can find some other topics to touch on in the near future. Absolutely. And for those of you who are listening, I hope you enjoyed the show and have learned a lot from it. Head over to www.engagerocket.co slash hrimpact to sign up for more updates on this community and more content. Thanks so much for listening. My name is Siki and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the HR Impact Show. We hope you liked the conversation. Don't forget to continue supporting us by joining the HR Impact community. You can find the community at www.engagerocket.co slash hrimpact. Tune in next time where we'll have another guest who's going to share with us the game-changing insights that help them build high-performing teams.